Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Back Office with Dave and Jeff. Uh, what an exciting time to be involved and be an NFL fan. The NFL draft is right around the corner, less than a week away. Um, and we are here to chat everything going on with the Jaguars going into the probably most important draft of the franchise's history. Um, we have the potential future franchise quarterback coming to town in Trevor Lawrence, um, but a total of five picks in the first three rounds, which leaves us a lot of stuff to talk about. So we're excited to have everybody. Yeah, last time we talked to you guys was pre-free agency. And uh, Dave and I had a lot of predictions that went utterly sideways. Uh, Trevor Balky and Urban Meyer. Yeah, uh, we thought that they were, were going to break out the checkbook for free agency. And there were a lot of really interesting top names. Uh, they had indicated that they were going to spend uh, you know, up to the salary cap limit. But what they were inferring is that they were going to spend up to the limit to allow them to roll over the most cap that they could. Uh, for next season. So uh, they're still sitting on a, a pile of about $40 million. Uh, none of our predictions are right. So uh, <laughs> if you missed that episode, don't worry about it. And, I think uh, uh, I think Urban was most disappointed that he didn't get to wine and dine a bunch of people. That's what I, I took out of that whole experience. Yeah, uh, I think uh, with a year under his belt and less COVID restrictions, uh, Urban's going to thrive next free agency period. But uh, we'll get into this uh, later in the show, but uh, a lot of indications show that they may, in fact, be slow playing this process a little bit. Uh, it was also a weird free agency, so we'll talk more about that. But we have a special episode in store for you today. Dave, let them know what we're doing. So uh, to kick things off, we are going to walk through a full mock draft um, of this year's NFL draft with uh, myself playing Trent Balky, our GM, and Jeff playing your favorite of the two, Urban Meyer, I'd presume. Um, and hopefully the personalities of each will, uh, will come through on both. Um, and so it, there's some rules that we should go through so everybody understands how the show's going to go, and I'll let Jeff explain those. Yeah, so we'll be using everyone's favorite uh, draft simulator, the Draft Network. Uh, we feel pretty good about their big board uh, and their software, so it's not perfect. Uh, this is an especially funky draft after probably the first three picks. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll go through a full seven round mock using their predictive algorithm. And uh, it does look pretty accurate. Uh, we're going to allot ourselves two chances to trade. The Jaguars have a lot of picks this draft. Uh, there's some speculation that might be moving around. We'll give ourselves two chances to make trades. We'll make them as realistic as possible. Uh, we'll also field trade requests. So as the software throws trades at us, we'll evaluate those. Uh, Dave will come from the perspective of Trent Balky. I'll come from Coach Urban Meyer. And uh, we'll throw in some uh, tidbits and information uh, as we get through the draft. Yeah, and an, an important side note on the, on the trades that we initiate, not the ones that we field, uh, we'll only get one crack at the apple. So our first offers are only offer. If it's not accepted, then we don't move forward and, and we sit where we are. Um, but with that, I think we're ready to go. Yeah, let's get after it. All righty. So we will kick this off. All righty, start the draft. Now, Jaguars are on the clock. Uh, the let's, take, the, let's take the, the full 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets did not come in with a weak ass offer. So, uh, good to see that. So as you can see, everybody, we've got the uh, big board right here. We'll all, also reference a couple other big boards, but uh, I don't know, uh, Trevor Balky, what do you think we do here? Uh, I think that uh, I think it's a pretty easy decision. I think we got to take the, the future of the franchise, Trevor Lawrence. The chosen one. All right, come on down, Trevor. And here we go. So first four picks. Uh, the Jets go Trey Lance. Uh, maybe not so realistic, but uh, who knows? You know, drafts are crazy. But uh, the four yeah, and I, I think you could see that swap too, with, with possibly Wilson going two and, and Lance going three to the the Niners. I think they're also in the mix for Fields, but um, you know, the, at least two will be off the board in those first three. I think. Um, so unfortunately, Kyle Pitts goes off at four. Uh, some people. Uh, do have uh, irrational hopes that he might slip past uh, the single digits, but I'm not naming names. So, <laughs> all right, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, the Bengals, what do they do here? Do they take Penesuele or Jamar Chase? 
Ooh, they're going to go offensive line. Smart move there. All right, so we see some pretty uh, big names coming off the board here early. Uh, these wide receivers are incredibly talented, the first three. Uh, the two big offensive tackles go early. Uh, not sure I love the offensive tackles going early, but um, I'm Coach Urban Meyer, so in this case, uh, offensive line apparently isn't much of a need. We'll keep it rolling. Justin Fields goes to the Broncos. A couple DBs come off the board to Dallas and the New York Giants. Uh, and the Eagles get Devontae Smith, which is, a, I think, a steal in the teens. So, yeah. Um, good, good for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. That's a guy that I think, uh, as being Coach Urban, uh, I would be uh, very anxiously watching where he ends up in the draft. And if it starts to slip up into – the late teens, uh, I'm probably nudging Trevor Balky pretty hard to pick up the phone. Uh, so, um, we'll keep... and there's some, uh, I think something to look for here in the next couple of picks. I think this may be, you know, easy and, and common knowledge for everybody, but I'd expect to see Mac Jones go here at 15. Um, and maybe the Vikings look at somebody like Caleb Farley to, to, um, to secure their, their defensive backfield. So we'll see if it plays out. All righty. Christian Darisaw to the Chargers. Ooh, Tevin Jenkins. Wow, interesting. We pause it. Oh, we got oh, a we got a trade offer. All right, all right. So, uh, if I recall correctly, um, Darisaw went off. Farley went off. I think Stephen Collins went off. Micah Parsons went off. So I don't think there's anyone there that that's really going to interest us. Yeah, but look look at this. They're offering to move back and give us a pick. Not the most not the most realistic. Oh, oh, swap, yeah, yeah, swap the yeah. second. Yeah, so we have to go from forty five to seventy four. So this I, is I, I don't think there's a ton of value or kind of an instant impact player at the spot. So my vote is GM. Uh as as Trent Balky. I'm 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 passing here, I think. What about you, Urban? Yeah, it would take a premier talent. Uh, they're isn't a premier talent at defensive line this year uh, and really at edge as well. So across the entire defensive line, there isn't anybody that really, really like makes you wonder. Um, we've seen guys like Derwin James in previous years have that immense talent, but because they were a safety for some reason, they, they fell a little bit. Uh, you don't have anyone of that caliber on the board right now, uh, especially once Devonta Smith came off the board even a guy like Micah Parsons is a really elite player. Not that we yep. need a linebacker. So the talent's not there. I'm here to win Super Bowls. I need some premier talent. Uh, I'm not moving out of that 45 spot, which I think I'm going to get a pretty sweet player at. So we're going to go ahead and decline this offer and keep it moving. Oh, okay, okay. So let's recap a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, uh, your guy, Alex Leatherwood, gets severely overdrafted at 19. And not yep. that he's a bad player, but... And apparently there's a run on offensive tackles. Yeah, uh, so so now our seat's getting a little bit hot. Um, probably your seat more so than mine, because uh, Urban did say yesterday he wants to add competition to the offensive line room, but he's also been steadfast in endorsing the two tackles. And, uh, I mean, he brought the whole offensive line back, including the coach, so – uh, yeah, and it's a it's it's a shame because I you know I, I was hoping that Leatherwood would get there to thirty three. I think he's an awesome talent, you know, kind of in his own right. But uh, the thing that I think is most attractive is that uh, he's played both guard on both sides of the line and left tackle at a high level and in the best competition in the SEC. And even though you know we possibly have our starting five secured for next year, I think that's a guy that could push, you know, four of the five positions on the line immediately. Um, and probably take over a big role going forward. So I'm, I'm sad to see him go off the board that early. Yeah, most definitely myself included. A uh, couple, three linebackers who are all uber talented. Um, Micah Parsons plays probably a middle linebacker. Jeremiah plays the Will weak side linebacker. And Zayvon Collins uh, might even be able to play like a 3-4 linebacker. He's super talented. Um, he's a guy that I would draft if he like just – figure it out almost like Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons last year uh but yeah uh, kind of bummed to see the offensive tackles go off the board um no one on the board that I would be encouraged to trade for and I don't think Chicago is going to move out of 20 but 
I think something to watch for next Thursday night is if there is somebody like, for example, uh, Tevin Jenkins, if they're really high on him, or even if for some reason, and I don't expect this because offensive tackles typically do get overdrafted. If Christian Darasaw was up at 20 and the Jaguars want to say, Hey, guess what? Indianapolis, you need a left tackle. We wouldn't mind having somebody like that. We're going to swoop in, move up from 25 to 20 trade with Chicago. And, uh, it's going to be a win-win both, uh, adding that talent and preventing a division rival securing a left tackle. So agreed. I think that would be really fun. Uh, And not to mention Tennessee is right behind them. Right behind them. Yeah. I think an interesting thing to watch here over the next four picks before we're up again. um, I I think I'd expect Jalen Phillips to come off here. Um, There's a couple teams that, that need an edge rusher. Um, you know, for the three, four, I'd say that Jalen Phillips fits in quite nicely with Pittsburgh. So that's, that's a place that I'd be watching, but um, you know, my hope, you know, given that we have a, a need on the defensive line, um, at least from a, from a rotational perspective is that Barmore falls to us at 25. So that's where my head's at. I, I'd also point to Elijah Vera Tucker as a, as another really promising option. So we need one of the two of those to get through the next four picks. Yes, most definitely. Uh, Do you think there's any art? Do you think there's any argument for us moving up to make sure we get one of them if one comes off the board here to the Colts? Realistically, we're, we're, you're never going to get a trade done with a division rival. So we're going to have to wait till pick 23. So um, let's, pa- let's pause before 23 picks. Okay, so really hope. Uh, I would love Elijah Vera Tucker because he's a guy who can play all over the line. Uh, maybe there's some recency bias from seeing how well Tristan Wurst did, uh, but because those guys are similar profiles. But yep, All I right. think could could immediately make a push at at, uh, at right guard, um, or maybe even a push at left tackle. So it'd be an interesting spot. Yeah. I think he's played mostly on the left side of the line, both guard and tackle. But um, I'd say the you know my position is that the weakest of our five players, Urban, is um, is AJ Cam. So yeah. All right. Here here we go. All right, the Colts go Rashad Bateman. Interesting selection. Crazy pick, but I like it. Oh, me. okay. Greg Newsom to Tennessee. Quiddy Pay. All right. All right, we're in a great spot here. Um, you know, from my vantage point, I'm comfortable with either Barmore or Elijah Vera Tucker. I would probably err on the side of Barmore for now because I think he'd have an instant impact. But I'm not. I'm not disappointed at all if we go Vera Tucker. Do you feel at all compelled to trade up or do you just let it fall? I don't know, Urban. What are you, what are you thinking with these picks? I don't exactly know the Steelers' needs. Uh, I'm just I'm going to let it ride. Uh, I think Jalen Phillips goes off the board here is my, my, my intuition. I think Najee Harris does, and I think – that's a great thing for us because I don't want Urban Meyer given the opportunity to draft Najee Harris. Uh, but all right, here we go. We'll see. Ooh, all right. Well, I don't know who came off the board. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate I hate that they do this to us. So, but um, I've done this enough. Time. I've done this enough times. I'm pretty sure it's Najee Harris. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have an offer from San Francisco asking us to move from 25 to 43 in exchange for 102 and 117. That's going to be a, a no for me. I'm Coach Urban Meyer here. Any players that are have high ceilings that are going to develop to win Super Bowls, just not going to do it for me no matter what. We already have a ton of, ton of draft picks. What do you think, Trevor? Um, I'm Trent, but uh, – Oh, Trent. Sorry. <laughs> got Trevor on the mind. Yeah. Um, uh, all yeah, day, I don't, all day, I, I, don't think, I don't think the values here, you know, I, I'd probably want to see a, a, a first round next year in exchange for that fourth um, to make it super compelling. And I just don't think, I don't think the value is there. So I'd say we pass. Oh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Shoot. Off the board. Bummer. Um, uh, all right. So here's where my head's at. I, I think that we have a clear need at uh, three, four defensive end. 
Um, Christian Barmore has the physical makeup of, of that type of player, um, was pretty productive last year, had 37 tackles, I believe, eight sacks. Um, in a year that was a pretty funky, um, only a, a two-year player at Alabama. Um, but I, I'm comfortable with the risk-reward at this point. I think he's the clear number one interior defensive player in the draft, and we have a clear need at, at one of those end spots. Um, the only other player that I'm looking at here, I think, is uh, Trevon Merig. Um, uh, but uh, I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts. And go ahead and reference the uh, some of those big boards that we've got uh, just to see because the draft network, of course, is not the end-all be-all. But uh, if I'm in the brain of Urban right now, uh, he already admitted that he is looking at the holes. And his process is going to the coordinators, getting a short list of what their needs are. So if you're talking to Joe Cullen, I think, as you mentioned, the needs are a 3-4 DE, um, especially after the loss of Tyson Alu-Alu. Uh, who ultimately did not sign with us after agreeing to terms. Um, of course, safety, which we're looking for an upgrade over Jared Wilson. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball from uh, Daryl Bevel, uh, obviously tight end, but I, I don't think that's a, this is a point where you can address that. Yep. And, and then, so, uh, yeah, offensive liner and running back depth, essentially. Yeah. Or, so or playmakers. Yeah. What's jumping out right now, uh, based on the uh, the athletics big board, top 100, um, our, our number one ranked player that's still available is Aziz Ujulari from the University of Georgia, who you've been quite high on mm -hmm. as Jeff Albanese, not as Urban Meyer. Um, interesting player, 3-4 uh, outside linebacker, very fast, probably would be a, a super productive addition to, I'd say, a, a fairly unproven outside linebacking core outside of Josh Allen. Um, uh, you know, he, he's ranked 16th on, on their big board. Um, uh, the next closest person is uh, who we just discussed, Christian Barmore at 20, which lines up perfectly with what the draft network has him at. Um, uh, uh, Trevon uh, Merig is, um, is further down, actually, than draft network has him. They have him at the, as the 43rd best prospect mm -hmm. on the board. So a pretty big gap between what you're seeing here at 30. Um, Najee Harris is at 23, um, which is, it lines up fairly well with what you saw in the draft network. Um, and I'm trying to find uh, the wide receiver that's available. Uh, Rashad, I don't know, it wasn't Bateman. He already went to the Titans. Elijah Moore, he's ranked 35th. So okay. that's, kind of what we're, that's kind of what we're working with. with so the Atlantic pro, pro football Atlantic. Pro Football Network's got Aziz at 16. He's the highest of the bunch here. And then followed by Trayvon Morick at 24, Jalen Phillips at 27. And where do they have Christian Barmore? All the way down at 40. Interesting. So a lot of differing opinions on all these players. So this yes. is a tough call. This is a very tough call. Um, our defensive line room is – this is – I almost miss Todd Wash's scheme and Gus Bradley's because, like, you understood the rules – of course, yep. that was to the detriment because people understood what we were doing all the time. Uh, Joe Cullen is uh, a blitz crazy man. Uh, we're going to be blitzing a ton and letting our corners and safeties do work. Uh, you're yep. going to you're going to see all kinds of different defensive fronts, guys playing in different positions, and we have a ton of guys on on the roster: Roy Robertson, Harris, uh, Dewan Smoot, um, Malcolm Brown, Devon Hamilton. Uh, to name a few who are going to be key pieces here. So I do still think that that room needs somebody with a high ceiling. And as Urban Coach Urban Meyer, this does fit an immediate need because I have placed such an emphasis on the defensive line uh, throughout this process. Uh, so uh, my vote is probably going to be with Christian Barmore as well. And this one's easy because I'm in total agreement. I think this is a, a I think uh, this is an instant impact player at a position of need. Um, I think that we're we're lucky to be getting him at at 25. So let's make it happen. Now I, as being Urban Meyer, I'm sure he's sitting here being like, he's I'm sure he's got one wide receiver or 
Probably Tony. Yeah, probably Tony. Um, maybe uh, in addition to that, Travis Etienne. And you know that he's sitting there just like grinding his teeth, being like, better make it to 33, better make it to 33. But we'll see. Uh, but uh, we are in agreement. So we are going to add a very high ceiling, very raw defensive lineman. But hey, these guys are slow playing it. I think they indicated that through their approach to free agency. Yep. And He's young. He can develop. It's, it's a good pick here. And uh, I'd say let's pause the draft again at 30 before the Bills pick. Okay. All right. Christian Barmore comes off the board. Jalen Phillips, Aziz, Tyrone. Pause. Um, sorry, not Tyrone. Uh, Joe Tryon from Washington. So three edge players come off the board immediately. And then yep. Elijah Moore is the fourth wide or fifth wide receiver to come off the board now it's really uh, interesting yeah. yeah i'm yeah. a little a little surprised too that jalen phillips went ahead of aziz ujulari i feel like he's had a lot of momentum in the last couple of weeks on the boards so yeah we'll see um so are you thinking at all here coach urban meyer uh for us to move up and, and take a look at Merrick? no i don't think so um the, the question at this point is like, are there four guys that you're comfortable with? And I'd be comfortable with Najee Harris as much as I don't think we necessarily need him. I'd be comfortable with, with Trayvon Morick. I'd be comfortable with ETN. And I'd be comfortable with uh, Kadarius Tony. So Sam Cosme's there too. And Sam Cosme. Um, so I think there's a lot of talent here in the, um, the second inning of this draft. Let's get to 33. I'm willing to, to risk it. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I imagine uh, Najee Harris comes off the board here soon. Jason Owe, Jamin Davis, Kadarius Tony. Mm, so, sorry, yeah, Urban. Yeah, exactly uh, what I was worried about. So hit the reset I'm, button. Coach, I'm, I'm pounding the table. We have to take Mary. It's a position of need. He's an instant impact. He's going to be a great player in the NFL. It fits exactly what we're trying to do and rebuild this defense for the long term. I think, I think it's a no-brainer. We just drafted a generational talent at quarterback. Do we look to give him any additional weapon or protection? I, I, think, uh, I, think, we've got to address, I think we've got to address tight end, but I, I don't think it's here. See, I feel I worry that Urban's inexperience. He's going to be like, give me that tight end. All right, let's take a look here. You take a look at the athletic again. Let's see who some of these prospects who are still on the board. Travis Etienne still on the board, twenty six. Um, Creed Humphrey still on the board. Uh, Rondell Moore. We are at a bit of an advantage. We do get to see the. Draft Network, big board. Um, but I do have to agree, Joe Colon uses three safeties very often. And he let, he listed safety as his top need on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And we have the opportunity to add a premier talent at safety. We're going to be blitzing a lot. It's important to have a single high. Uh, Dave, you're on mute. Um, Sorry, it's it's either it's either here, Coach, or, or we've got to address it um, with, with I think the next pick. Um, and I think at that time we're going to be overdrafting somebody like Richie Grant or uh, Javon Holland. Whereas here, I think we're getting a lot of value. This is tough because I feel like Urban would say. We're slow playing this. Give Jared Wilson a year to see if he's the guy. And let's give let's give Trevor his running mate and Travis Etienne. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. This is tough. Uh, I, I, I I wholeheartedly disagree with drafting Etienne here, but. I'm just coming at it from Urban's attitude. I'm definitely on board with, with Trayvon Morick. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, Trayvon's going to be the pick. Uh, very tough decision. And we're definitely, fortunately, the Jaguars are going to have a, a full, um, you know, like 20 hours to figure that out. 
sitting at the 33rd pick. So uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, we take the safety at a TCU, incredibly talented, just awesome ball skills. Uh, him and Rayshon Jenkins would be a, a really great tandem because uh, Morgan play single high. And Rayshon Jenkins can play that kind of rover, uh, you know, box safety that uh, he, he likes to play. Not that he's incapable of doing split coverage, but uh, that is a, a neat facet to his game. Okay. Uh, so immediately Interesting after, that both, both the running backs went off immediately after. Yeah, all three of them. So Najee like Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams go off the board. So we're sitting at 45. Do you feel compelled at all to secure anyone here on the board, Trevor? Trent. <laughs> uh, scroll down a little bit. Let's see what else we're working with outside the top six. Keep going a little bit. A little bit more. All right. Uh, you can go back to the top. Uh, so we've addressed defense twice already, and not that that should affect our uh, – valuation here but I think we're going to get our tight end at 65 um frankly coach I, I think um I think you know obviously Friar Muth uh will have to fall to there I think I think that we've got a good shot at him being there but if not I really like Hunter Long out of Boston College so with this pick I now, think I'm now, do, you, do you feel comfortable with Hunter Long at 65 if Friar Muth's not there I think we have to. Okay, because my tight end coach, Tyler Bowen, out of Penn State, can't shut up about <laughs> Patch Fryer move. Uh, I, I, I hear it, but I just think that, you know, if, if we're letting the board fall to us and we're relying on value, I, I don't think the value is there to draft either one of those guys at, at this upcoming pick at 45. Um, what I'm looking at right now is, is as we discussed with Leatherwood, you know, we need help on the offensive line long-term. I like a guy like Samuel Cosme to potentially push Cam Robinson. Could also make a case for Landon Dickerson. Um, though neither one of those guys were kind of my, my, my top guys. Um, so, you know, where I'm kind of left shaking out is this might be an interesting place for us to potentially trade back if, if we get to 45 and, and we don't have a clear need there. Um, so let's see how the board falls. Eric Stokes, Landon Dickerson, Kelvin Joseph, Baron Browning, Liam Eichenberg, Terrace Marshall. Okay, a couple of names there that I'm a little sad to see go off. Uh, Liam yep. Eichenberg is a plug-and-play left tackle that, given a year to sit behind Cam Robinson, can certainly be attractive. Uh, so we'll, we got two more picks to, to ours. Yeah, the uh, you know, Oh, Cosme's gone. So Cosme's gone. I didn't see – we can't see who else. Um, I'd imagine it's probably Basham. Okay. So the Los Angeles Rams are offering us to go from 45 to 57 in exchange for 141. There are a lot of nice players on the board right now. We need talent. I like the talent on the board right now. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The Buccaneers offering to go from – 45 to 64 and throwing in a fourth and a sixth. That one's out in my opinion, but I think we should seriously consider the Rams offer. I think we could be in a position to take potentially both tight ends. Um, we, we obviously need to rebuild the room, uh, getting Friar Muth at, at, at 57 and then maybe turning around and immediately drafting Hunter Long at, at 65 uh, could be interesting. I also think Hunter Long might make it to 106 or potentially we could use the pick that they're offering um, in the fourth to probably move back up if we needed to. Um, my, my vote would be to uh, potentially take this deal, um, though I don't know who actually just went off the board, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, agreed. Um, it's only 12 It's only twelve picks, and I think Friermuth is there at 57. I'm going to recommend we decline this trade. Um, I, I want to see this on the board, but there is somebody that I want us to talk about. Um, and that's going to be, you were right about Carl Basham. So I, I think that there are two talents here that we really need. Well, there's one talent here that we really need to consider. Uh, and we can propose a trade if we'd like. But Rondale Moore, Purdue wide receiver, 
um, plagued with injuries, but as a freshman turned uh, the Big 12 or Big so is Purdue the Big Ten? Big Ten on its head. Um, so if you're looking to add speed, which Urban Meyer has preached and preached and preached, this is a risky but very high ceiling player uh, that you could add to the receiving core. Coach, I'd, I'd much prefer if you scroll down, Dylan Reduns is there. He was a standout at the Senior Bowl. We have a clear lead on the offense, clear need on the offensive line long term. I think that's a great guy to look at. My second, I think, would be Greg Rousseau out of Miami to add to our edge rushing capabilities. Um, he's got had 19 and a half tackles for loss when he played in 2019. He sat out last year. He's going to be fresh. I think both those guys represent a much better value than Rondale Moore, who's barely seen the field. Rondale Moore, though, is exactly what our offense is the last missing piece that our offense needs. Uh, and you want to give Trevor everything he needs to succeed. So, I don't know. I haven't been doing this, Trent, but uh, I'm itching to take Rondale Moore at this point. Uh, but let's go ahead and use our first trade back, and we'll let, the, let that decide. So, uh, if you are looking to target an offensive lineman and Dylan Redunz. He's at right? 54, yep. Okay. Or potentially Greg Rousseau at 53. So I think to be safe, the, the max we want to move back to is maybe 50 with the Dolphins. Okay. All right. Do you, want to see, do you want to see if they want to move up? I think we could go back to 52. Okay. Um, I'll, ro I'll roll the dice. You're the boss. I'm trying to think of who is offensive tackle needy. But uh, let's – Certainly, I don't want we – can't, we can't get behind. Uh, no, we got to be in front of the, the division. So, let's go back to 52. We're going to offer our fourth. And wait, wait, wait. Go back up. I think 52 is the, the Bears, right? You're at 51 oh. You're the, on the skins. Or, yes. Sorry, the Washington football team. You are correct. Uh, okay. The Bears. The Bears. So they're going to give us 52, and then they're going to throw in a third. That's not going to work, though. But what's important about this draft is this draft significantly drops off in talent after about the pretty much into the third round, mid-third round. The talent just disappears, in my opinion. So if we're going to make a move back like this, I'm going to want to be able to go from, say, 106 to 83 or something like that. Yep. I like that. You like that? Uh, uh, and it, just spill it over the edge. We're going to throw in our seventh. Yeah, see what uh, what that looks like if we were to offer a third. I'm oh, sorry, to offer the fourth, yeah, um, the later fourth. Try 130 yeah. instead of 106. Yeah, that's what I tried. Yeah, okay. So now we can give the fifth, the later fifth, and do that and still maintain this pick 106 uh, and then use the seventh later on to push that one up possibly. You like that? Let me see the other option one more time. The other option was the first, fourth, and the seventh. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather keep 106. I, I think I'd move 130 and 170 um, because the reality is, you know, we can't re-sign nine guys in, in four to five years. So let's get the best possible players we can. Cool. So we're going to move back seven spots, give up a fifth-round pick, but we're going to move up. Uh, what is that? Um, 47 spots. Uh, so from, from 130 to, to 83. So let's go and send that offer. Come on, Bears. Come on. Let's go. No. Oh. Yikes. Okay. So uh, well, I don't we, want to use our second trade option on, on the same trade. No, so I think so we're, we got to sit and pick. Uh, and push comes to shove. I'm going to take the controller here. I don't see anyone else. We, we can consult the big boards here. I think Levi Anwu uh, would be a, a pretty sweet option if we didn't take Barmore. Yeah. And certainly Wyatt Davis from Ohio State is intriguing. But, man, we just got Trevor Lawrence. Let's put some speed on the field. We've been talking about it. Sorry, no. Trent. The, the conversation's over. But we're taking Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Oh, cut my legs out. 
Yeah, sorry. They have been talking about speed and they added uh, Marvin Jones to the wide receiving core. They That slot receiver there is wide open for the taking. And if he ends up being a bust, it's a, it's a mid-second round pick. But if he ends up being, you know, a poor man's Tyree kill, uh, then, then that'd be terrific. All right. So uh, let's, uh, let's start zooming. Yeah, let's start zooming. So uh, right now, tight end and offensive line are probably one and two, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are our next two picks. If we can hopefully get to where we need to be. Um, right, so your guy, Dylan Reddens, is about to go through the division. Uh, what did mm. they take in the first? Did either of them address it? Nope, they have not addressed uh, either. Uh, but, either but, but I, I think I want to save that that extra trade. So let's trade. Just I agree. I agree. I've got somebody in mind here for the, the, the later rounds. So Creed Humphrey. Interesting. Ami Brown. Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, Melifonwu. I'm a big fan. I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. would be the perfect uh, nickel corner, and that's something that I have not touched on yet. Might be at the top of Joe Cullen's list is go get me a nickel corner. Although we, our corner room doesn't look too bad with Shaq Griffin, CJ Henderson, uh, Trey Herndon, Sidney Jones. Jones. Yeah. I think Jones is probably, you know, going to challenge on the outside. And if he still lose, hopefully he can play nickel. I don't, I don't know if he's ever done that in his career, to be honest, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, They must have a plan there because there were opportunities to sign really talented nickels in free agency and they passed on it. It, maybe they like Josiah Scott. I mean, he was a third third round pick last year. Third round pick last year. Uh, fourth? Maybe a fourth, yeah. Fourth, yeah. Still, All right. high, um, high pick. So let's just. Go. I think there's a lot of. Yeah, I think let's let's get to names. 65. I think I think there's there's three guys I like right now. As long as we get there, come on, get there, come on, get there. Uh, so right on, uh, goes off. Bummer. Uh, Greg Rousseau is like a crazy evaluation because he put up like 15 sacks or. Yeah, 19 and a half t- tackles for a loss and some teen number of sacks. Yeah, a ton of sacks and stats back in 2019. Sat out 2020, and it's getting kind of a bad rap for it. But Coach, be- I, I, go ahead. You know, you go ahead, Trent. I think we, I think we moved for Rousseau, and then we very quickly trade back up and try to get our guy Pat Fryer move. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and and if we can't, then I think Connor Long's a great option at eighty three. Probably overdrafting him by about fifteen picks, but um, we'll we'll need to fill the tight end room. There's also Brevin Jordan there too, so we we got a couple cracks at the tight end apple. Fryer and Tommy Trimble, yeah, yeah, Fryer is definitely their guy. Uh, so yeah. I, I honestly think that they won't even let it get to this point. But so you want to take Rousseau and then do you want to immediately? I would pause immediately and let's see if we can uh, very quickly analyze who would be a trade partner. So Rousseau is going to be a guy that can play I mean, all over the line, um, inside and outside. He could potentially play the three, four defensive end. Um, if, he, if he put on some pounds, I think you're right. He's got the height and the power. He just he would need some more weight. Yeah, he's, he's a really interesting guy that you stash along with Barmore. Probably don't do much the first year, but then just potentially turn into, into monsters. So, all right. And, uh, he's, and he's chase on insurance if we're wrong about him. Yep. So we're, uh, we're on the same page there. So we're going to take Rousseau and then pause. I think oh. that this is our chance to go get Fryermuth. I think the Eagles might want to take him. I think the Bengals I agree. might want to take, take him too. Yep. Uh, so we're going to use our final trade. So we're going to have to give up some uh, capital here. Um, throw a throw a, a, the late fifth in there and see what we got. Okay, so the mid, mid-fifth. The mid-fifth, the late fifth doesn't get us there. The mid-fifth what, about the, what about the late fifth and the seventh? Again, we can't re-sign all these guys and, and swap the fifths. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we need to we need to land this trade right here. So. Yeah, I think I think that that. Uh, That's the number. Uh, 
Uh, what happened when you clicked on 130? No good. Okay. I, I think this is what we do. We get two more premier picks. Um, I, I like at 130, I think we can find a good running back there to complement what we have in James Robinson. Uh, I think there will be a bunch of value, whether Chubba Hubbard or uh, Trey Sermon. I, I think they'll be there at, at 130. Okay. So Let's we're doing do 106, 170, and 250. Uh, I think we're overpaying, but we need this. Yep. All right. Let's send it. Cool. All right. All right. So we have made a major move uh, up to 66 back-to-back picks to go get our tight end of the future, Pat Fryer move. I hope our guy's right inside. Now we, now we have a long wait. We have a very long wait. And we could break our rules, but uh, we don't have much to trade anyway. So, so to review, uh, we go Christian Barmore, interior defensive lineman, uh, plug that hole there that we think that we might have, Trevor Morick, safety. We get Trevor some nice toys and Rondell Moore and Pat Fryermuth. Uh, and then Stash, a really talented defensive end. Ed Trusher, yeah. Yeah, so – I think a, a good mix of filling needs and um, also, you know, acquiring top tier talent. I'm surprised uh, Trey Sermon's here. Should we pause? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I kind of wanted to break the rule. Um, we're, we're getting there. Uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Shelvin's gone too. That's a, a great nose tackle in this draft. And we're not going to love this pick. Like I said, the talent just really seemingly drops off after the uh, the first 70 or 80 guys. Uh, a guy to point out that I really like, as because we have not addressed the offensive line yet, and that scares the bejesus out of me, is a guy named Jalen Mayfield. Uh, he is a really mean uh, offensive tackle. They're projecting him as an offensive guard. Here he is. He went at 70. Wow. Uh, so he, he's one of my guys. He looks like an absolute doofus, but he played in the Big Ten. He had to uh, pass protect against guys like uh, Eter Gross Matos, Chase Young, Anthony Jennings, Jason Owe. He's had to play top tier talent. Yep. Uh, he's, he's a really mean dude. Uh, and he, he, fills that need for a first offensive lineman that with a lot of question marks surrounding that the future of our, our offensive line, he can kind of be that versatile guy. So uh, agreed. And, and he's, he'd be, he's a great value at 70 you know, on the athletics big board. He's ranked at 53. Um, so they got, a, I think a good deal, a lot of value there. All right. So Urban Meyer now, you got to add some kind of offensive lineman. I'm getting a little, you know, we, we acquired some talent, but I got to fill some needs here. Uh, nickel corner is a huge need, but something that I think that we can get by on. Uh, offensive line would be uh, something nice because he, I am a big believer in the trenches. Uh, but a guy, Dylan Moses, who his evaluations all over the place, similar to Rousseau, he's sitting there. Uh, I know I know you, Dave, uh, are already mulling the replacement for Joe Schobert. Yeah, I, I just don't think Schobert fits into the new scheme. Um, you know, very little chatter this offseason from, from, you know, our favorite shows, whether it's The Drill or, or Jaguars Today, um, or really anybody on Twitter or anything about, about the prospect of Shaq Quarterman stepping into a bigger role in the team, which maybe, you know, they don't know what they've got in him yet. Um, but I really feel strongly that, that Schobert's not the guy there. Um, they obviously went out and got that linebacker, Damian Wilson, from the Chiefs. He seems to play more of the outside. So I think that true, like, Mike Thumper middle linebacker in a, in a 3-4 scheme, still kind of up for grabs. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's an interesting one. I, I'd also throw out, you know, maybe looking at another tight end here. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but if, if – Somebody like Hunter Long was still on the board. He's not, so I'm going to probably stand off of that. Or running back is another another place that I'd want to look. I I would advocate for Chuba Hubbard. 
Um, I'm not as familiar with Kylan Hill or uh, Ramontre Stevens. Um, but... uh, Stevenson is a bruiser. Kylan Hill's a pretty balanced guy. Chubba Hubbard's like a TJ Eldon. He's like a one cut. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's a good dude. Uh, Javian Hawkins is a really little guy, but an absolute savage uh, after the catch. So probably fits the profile that we're looking for. Yeah, because Hubbard's not known as a great pass catcher. And I think, you know, where you're going to want to spell Robinson is more in that third down capacity. Um, I, see, I think whether it's Tony or Moore, I think both those guys in combination with LaVisca sharing some duties, yep, they can all play that that third running back. They're all, Rondell Moore is like a mini LaVisca with a, well, then, a lot more I speed. Think, I think we're agreed there. I, I don't. I don't think that the values at this spot. So let's look at interior offensive line real quick, just so to see what's left. The top of the board is Aaron Banks, six foot five, three forty, Notre Dame. Um, I know he has a pretty solid evaluation. This is probably where uh, you look at the top of your board. If it's a need, I think you just pull the trigger. Uh, the only other name here that's enticing, like I said earlier, was Dylan Moses because I do think that he's really talented. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Can I see the other interior offensive lineman? Yeah, sure. And, uh, what's our next pick again? Uh, we, we retained the – I think we have, did we, ret- we have one fifth left too. Which would probably be 170. Is that right? Or maybe it's even – maybe it's the 145 pick that we barely can't see up top. Um, Let's see here. We have 145. Yeah. yeah so uh, what I'm going to say is I think we go with Dylan Moses as the replacement to Joe Schobert at linebacker, or at least competition with Shaq Quarterman. And then uh, with 145, I think we're going Tommy Kramer. It's, it's overdrafted him, but I think he's a heck of a player and could step in right away and compete with AJ Cannon. He should be available. Okay. Um, this deep in the draft, I'm definitely trusting you. And I really don't mind picking up a guy with a lot of talent. Like, um, I mean, he's really fast. Where did he go? Oh, I'm looking at I think it. you're still in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I am, uh, oof, Walker Little. Mm, that's a, that's a guy that's had a lot of talk about him. I think, uh, I don't know. If he's there at at 145, I think that's our guy. I didn't realize that he was still on the board. Okay. So we're going to risk this, this pick. I feel like they might be more deliberate in adding the, the depth to the offensive line, but uh, a talent like Dylan Moses is too hard to pass up. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it. Let's Uh, hope Little's there in 15 picks. And a a fun fact, our new defensive line coach, uh, Tosh, Lupoi, Lupoi, uh, was the Alabama defensive coordinator during 2017 and 18. So he'll have the scoop on Dylan Moses and Christian Barmore, and we're going to go ahead and take him. So we don't have any more uh, trades, trades, unfortunately, because I think I think we'd be moving up to take offensive line. Yeah, or even picks to trade. So uh, it's falling pretty good. Please, please, yes. All right. So did we lose that interior lineman? Yeah, we lost Aaron Banks, but that's all right. So I'm going to pound the table here for uh, Walker Little. Um, he's a Stanford guy. Uh, I agree. I, I think this is a, a no-brainer. He's, he's had a, a lot of momentum going into the, this upcoming week. He sat, um, he sat out last year, so he doesn't have yes. a ton of experience, but he's six foot seven, three oh nine. So he's not going to be a guard, but you know, even if he – even if he develops into being a quality swing tackle, your tackles go down at some point. It's a great pick at, at 145 in the fifth round. Cool. Well, uh, that is our final pick. So while this starts to wrap up, uh, let's go ahead and do a review. We take uh, the holy beloved Trevor Lawrence at one. Thank uh, you, Jets. Yep. Thank you. And the Los Angeles Rams. We'll also thank them for pick, for pick 25, Christian Barmore. Thank you, Jalen Ramsey. I uh, hope your back's okay. hope your back's okay, bitch. 
Uh, Trevor Morig at 33. Uh, Rondale Moore at 35. Greg Rousseau at 65. And then a Friar big trade up. Big trade. We, yeah, we, we landed one of them. Uh, huge trade to go get Pat Firemuth. Will they wait that long? I don't think they have the balls to do it, but I love this draft so much. Dylan Moses to round it out. Uh, oh, sorry. Dylan Moses at 130. And then a little too close for comfort. We slow play it. We get a really high upside offensive tackle in Walker Little. Uh, he went to Stanford. They'll mention it like 800 times on the broadcast. Probably a really smart guy. <laughs> uh, has a cool name. So It's uh, really interesting, too, if you break this down. Uh, I think we went perfectly even offense to defense, four and four. But maybe it's four and three. I can't tell. Um, uh, including the quarterback, it is four and one, two. Yeah, four and four, right? Very balanced draft. Uh, I think a lot of those pieces are, are immediate starters, specifically I think Lawrence, far more in a rotation capacity because you're never going to really call that kind of guy a starter. Um, I would imagine in a 3-4 across the defensive line, I think that they've already said that they you know, they just want depth and a big rotation. Um, Trevon Merig, who apparently has a second name, it's Woodard or Woodward or something like that. Um, I think he's immediately a starter on the defense and probably one of the best players on the defense within two years. Uh, Rondell Moore, I totally agree with your perspective as we went through it. I think it's really interesting to think about him as a slot slash third down running back um, in combination with LaVisca. I think there's a lot of stuff you can do with those two. Um, and that's really interesting. I, I think maybe taking wide receiver from my perspective of Trent Balky, I, I don't think that was a need, but um, I, I think you're right that Coach Urban Meyer would go for that that early. Uh, stashing Rousseau, I think, makes a tremendous amount of sense. You're always going to want three edge rushers that are highly competent. Um, and I think he's also great chase on insurance in the event that you don't have three, you only have two. Um, Pat Fryermuth, I mean, we had to get a tight end. I agree with you that kind of waiting this long probably not realistic given how big of a need it is, but I don't know, maybe they have iron balls and they're willing to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I actually love these last two picks. I think picking Me up Dylan Moses to compete at linebacker and Walker Little, who could potentially be a starting left tackle that you got in the fifth round at 145. Um, those are, those are big slam dunks in my book for guys that, you know, the reality is you're not expecting a whole heck of a lot. And if, if they turn into impact players, you've, you've hit a home run. Yeah, and I, I love this draft philosophy. Like, you know, we, we probably only have room on the roster for eight or nine guys. So we're not going to use all 10 picks. Plus, um, you know, hopefully they score with a preferred uh, undrafted free agent. But um, I like not taking anybody past 145. I think that's just doesn't make sense. I think, I think you got to use that capital to move up, which is exactly what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, to get a guy that we desperately needed at a time that we desperately needed him. So I, I think, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully uh, the draft is as exciting as, as this was. I mean, I think if you look at it, I mean, it's balanced, but you've addressed like a ton of question marks across the, the depth chart. So pretty happy with how this shook out. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Um, looking at who some like preferred free agents might be, I like Trey Norwood at Oklahoma. He, he as a okay. Gator fan, was just devastating to Kyle Trask in that bowl game. Granted, oh. they were down a bunch of offensive players, but I think he had two, maybe even three picks in that game. Somebody would have to fact check me, but um, he was all over the place. Um, I don't know why he's – he must not have had much of a career given where he is. I think he's a senior, so um, it, it must have been kind of a freak thing. But uh, as a guy that actually would fit really well in the slot, I think that's where he played. Um, so maybe that's a guy that you would look at, but I haven't done much research on him, so I don't want to oversell. Yeah, I'll plug my guy, uh, Scary Terry, Marion Terry. Uh, he was kind of a jerk on Florida State last year. I don't blame him. Uh, things weren't really uh, going his way with the coaching staff and the season at large, but man, is he talented, and I think he uh, is being severely undervalued. I think someone's going to be really happy with him. Um, Marcus Stevenson. There are so many slot receivers in this draft that I'm, I, I agree with you. Like, I think that we could, because Trevor Lawrence is so good and elevates everybody around him, that we could be just fine slow playing the steep wide receiver class and finding a gem uh, later yep. on. But uh, go watch Rondell, 
Rondell Moore's tape. Uh, he can move, man. He can move. He's a beast. And he's strong. He's a beast. Uh, Darius Still is interesting. He's That's an up. interesting one. He's, yeah, he's a big he's, boy. He's fallen a lot. Uh, yeah, he used to be like a third or fourth round pick in these mocks, uh, like right near uh, uh, Teradell Sladen from Florida. They were kind of neck and neck, if I remember right. In the, the I think it was early fourth round. and um, That'd be maybe an interesting one to look at. Jarrett Pattinson is Patterson is really interesting. I think he set the NCAA record for most yards in a game. I think he rushed for like three. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he had four, four tutties or something. And uh, <laughs> I mean, granted, it's like I think Buffalo plays in the MAC. Is that right? So the competition's not that great. But uh, that, that is an interesting one. So cool. So uh, again, wrap it up. There it is. Uh, the defense, I think, is in incredible shape for the future. So Joe Cullen's really happy after this. And Trevor oh, Lawrence yeah. is appreciative. You know, you give him Rondale Moore and Pat Fryermuth, you got to be pretty happy about that. Uh, so much upside. Uh, looking at the schools that you went to, uh, some SEC, it's pretty balanced. Uh, yeah, pretty balanced. So mostly big, big 10, big 12 SEC competition, with the only exception really being Walker Little in the fifth. So um, You got Pac-12 with Walker Little, and then you got uh, – of course, the ACC with Trevor and Gregory. That's right. I, I miss uh, Gregory. So, but so here's the one trade. Here's the wrap up. Uh, I love how this worked out for us. Um, so, the uh, the Jets gave us 66. Proceeded to draft a safety, uh, a tight end, and uh, a nickel corner. So we, we really need to uh, send the, the Jets a nice edible arrangement or something. They've, they've, they've made our draft in multiple ways. Yeah, for real. I, yeah. <laughs> Who knows if they, they would even uh, care to, to trade with us uh, after all that we've done to them. So. Yeah, it would really be tough to be a Jets fan next Thursday. I can't imagine having to, to take that consolation prize, but it's a good thing I don't have to worry about it. So. Cool. Well, uh the draft is upon us. Uh, my favorite event of the year. We are going to be amazing with picks again. Last year uh, wasn't as hectic. Uh, we we brought we drafted up drafting like eleven guys. Uh, you know we needed the the depth on our roster this year. Maybe not so much. So hopefully there'll be some some exciting moments. Uh, hopefully the first pick won't be very surprising, uh, but very exciting. And I look forward to uh, that murderous row between 25 and 45, or really 25 and 65. That'll be really fun. Uh, so, yeah, Dave, what are, what are your thoughts on next Thursday? Can't wait. It's the, the dawning of a new age for the Jags. We've been waiting such a long time to do this. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be more excited to see how it shakes out. My, my closing thought would be, and you mentioned it at the beginning, but, man, if, if Pitts is still there by some act of whatever you believe in, um anywhere between eight and ten I'm, I'm i'm selling the farm but that, that's my closing argument and i i believe that urban is going to be like grinding his teeth gripping his chair over a few guys and kyle pitts is going to be one of them on his on his hit list and i won't be surprised if he looks at trent and just goes hey bitch my call <laughs> this is my team have you been on the kismet do you have sean's number yeah that's what i thought all right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to play fast and we're going to score points. Um, whether that will be right, I'm glad that uh, my biggest fear about Urban was that he was going to exasperate all the resources available to him immediately. Uh, and, they slow played it, which is nice. And he, yeah, they've slow played it so far. So we will really, we'll see. It, it's really interesting. My last point on Pitts is that um, if he does make it a 10, which I think is highly unlikely, uh, according to Jimmy Johnson's like famous, you know, draft compensation calculation that they used forever on the Cowboys, uh-huh. the, 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 the 25th and 33rd pick is exactly equal in points in 1300 points to the 10th pick in the draft. Um, so that's, that's the one to watch. I think if, I think if somehow he gets the Cowboys, that said, Jerry Jones, no way he's passing on a guy like that. Like, I don't know who they have as their tight end at the moment, but I don't, if I don't know it, that's probably because they're not all that great after Witten left and then subsequently retired. So, um, I, I, I bet they'd turn it down, but man, would that be cool if you had to see Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts for the next, hopefully 15 years. Yeah. Um, uh, if any of our, 
listeners out there have any dirt on Kyle Pitts, now is the time to drop it. <laughs> Actually, I would do it Thursday about two minutes before the draft would be yes. ideal. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, so... All right. <laughs> that, would, that, would be, that would be an Urban Meyer move is to do his do all all his due diligence on Kyle Pitts and then whatever dirt he finds just well I mean I, as a former uh, or as a, a current Gator fan former Urban Meyer Gator fan uh, I don't think it's beyond him to bend the rules a little bit so no certainly not all right well this has been the back office uh, if you're still with us thanks for listening uh, let us know what you thought of the episode this is really fun uh, we walked away with an absolute haul. Hopefully the Jaguars can do something of the same caliber. Dave. That's all I got. I think uh, this is this is such an exciting time to be a Jags fan. I can't wait for next Thursday. So I hope everybody's glued to the TV. Or if you're making the track, it's in Cleveland, right? So uh, I doubt there's a lot of people going up to Cleveland, especially that Trevor's not going to be there, and that's really what matters. But uh, what a time to be alive. Duval! Duval!